Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 549 of the show. This is actually chapter one, a review of it, of one of my favorite books of all time, which is Atomic Habits. And review is a really stupid word to describe it. That is not at all what it is. Uh, But I go through ways that will help you create good habits in your life, which I think a lot of you may be missing. And maybe you're trying to get your businesses into momentum in this fall season, if you're listening right on time with this episode. And so this episode should really help. It's pretty short and sweet and to the point. And so if you get value from it, make sure you screenshot this, put it in your stories, tag me at I'm Boss Lee, tag some friends. You can also copy the link and directly share it with them. And if you do, oh, by the way, I respond to every single one of your tags. So it's really cool for me to connect with you guys. It is me. You're not talking to a robot. And I do reshare some of them. So you have the chance of that. But if you love this episode, which I think you will, make sure that you also leave a review. If you feel so called to do so, we will bring back some um, cash giveaway reviews for that. So leave your five-star reviews and make sure you subscribe to the show. Um, And if you do have the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, just go ahead and make sure, um, well, you don't have to, but it would probably be pretty cool of you if you follow along with the actual book. So love you guys and appreciate you guys. I hope you love this episode 549 of the show. Book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. So atomic, an extremely small amount of a thing, the single irreducible unit of a larger system, the source of immense energy or power. Habit, a routine or practice performed regularly an automatic response to a specific situation. Um, I am going to skip over his introduction. He talks about his, um, he talks about his, his story, right? He gets hit in the face basically with a, uh, with a baseball right in his head. He nearly dies. Um, and the one thing I underlined from this, uh, is actually on introduction page seven, as he says, this experience of uh, being hit in the face with a baseball bat, flown to the hospital, placed into a coma, etc. when he thought he was going to be a professional baseball player, was this critical lesson. Changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them for years. We all deal with setbacks, but in the long run, the quality of our lives often depend on the quality of our habits. Ooh! With the same habits, you'll end up with the same results. But with better habits, anything is possible. And so I think already you're kind of like, oh, it's going to be a good book. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good book. Um, I think some of, some of us, like, this just goes back to Friday night again. But you think that people are so much better than you. Nobody on this call is better than anybody. There are simply people who have better habits. You know what I mean? Like there are just people who have better habits and those habits over time turn into huge, huge results. So this book, I think you can probably already tell is going to change literally your entire life. All right. So why tiny changes make a, a huge difference. So we start telling a story in chapter one about these bicyclists in British cycling. British cycling had one of the worst histories of of bicycling in the world nobody even cared about these british bicyclists this is a hard word i need to skip this chapter i'm just kidding all right nobody really cared about these british bicyclists because they were cyclists thank you jesus that's the word i needed cyclists no one cared about these british cyclists because they were terrible they were extremely underwhelming right uh some of the top bike manufacturers refused to sell to these cyclists because they were so bad And so they started to learn about 1% improvements, 
right? Because when 1% improvements are compounded in little areas of your life and of your business, everything changes. It's the same reason I told you on the call tonight, stop trying to do everything from Empire University. Like, let's just put a big stop to that right away. What I want you to do instead of that is I want you to do one thing really well. Just one. And once that becomes habit, I want you to add another habit. And as soon as they put together these little tiny things, like like asking the riders to wear, uh, uh, or, or rubbing alcohol on tires for a better grip is an easier run, one, right? Like a little tiny thing like rubbing alcohol. After all these tiny, tiny 1% shifts, during the 10-year span from 2007 to 2017, British cyclists won 178 world championships and 66 Olympic or Paralympic gold medals and captured five Tour de France victories in what is widely regarded as the most successful run in all of cycling history. So how can you replicate this approach in your life is what he's talking about. And certainly what I would really talk about is how can you implement this into your business? And so I love this. Improving by 1% isn't particularly notable. Sometimes it isn't even noticeable, but it can be far more meaningful, especially in the long run. The difference a tiny improvement can make over time is astounding. Here's how the math works out. If you can get 1% better each day for one year, you end up 37 times better by the time you're done. How many of you would like your income to go up 37%? It's a lot. It's a lot. Conversely, if you get 1% worse each day for a year, you'll decline nearly down to zero. What starts as a small win or a minor setback accumulates into something much, much more. Now, this I think is really important to look at as well, like this little chart he has here, because I think sometimes we think it's going to look, we want success to be like this. Like how many of you want success to be like this? You see this? Well, I hate to break it to you. It does not work like that. Okay? It's exactly like this. You go through this massive before you ever. Would be nice. Trying to get like you, my boy. Right? Right? Like, <laughs> it goes like this before it ever gets an upturn. And that's in literally everything. And that's why he talks about how important it is to make sure that you are following habits. He says, your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. Your net worth is a lagging measure of your financial habits. Your weight is a lagging measure of your eating habits. Your knowledge is a lagging measure of your learning habits. Your clutter is a lagging measure of your cleaning habits. And I underlined, you get what you repeat. You get what you Repeat. If you want to predict where you'll end up in life, all you have to do is follow the curve of tiny gains or tiny losses and see how your daily choices will compound 10 or 20 years down the line. Are you spending less than you earn each month? Are you making it into the gym each week? Are you reading books and learning something new each day? Tiny battles like this are the ones that will define your future self. I'm so excited to get into this book because I know some of you immediately are like, oh, I feel terrible. He literally teaches you how to fix it, okay? So, like, please get on this book club every night for the next hour or whatever because, like, please, I'm just telling you, we're going to fix this. And if you've ever spent time around me, you'll see how this book has changed my life, just as an FYI. 
Okay, little things like when I go, I'll, I'll just give you some immediately, really quickly, just because I know some of you are having mental breakdowns already. I can see it on your faces because it's a Zoom. Okay, so like as an example, if you've ever come to a hair salon with me, I read the entire time. And usually I whiten my teeth at the same time, but I couldn't find my stuff today. Okay, it's the same thing every time. I've created a habit around it, right? If you've ever, has anyone ever been, some of you have, if you've ever been to my home, unless somebody has cleaned, because it's not me, there are always books open everywhere. Yes, well, you guys are jumping ahead to habit stacking. We're not there yet, okay? Always, because I want to be able to read while I cut cheese or cut meat or whatever, okay? Cut the cheese. <laughs> I made a fart joke on book club. <laughs> okay. Like <laughs> that's funny. All right. But look, the habits you make will completely change your life. And so he talks about on page 19, you guys can read all of it. Obviously positive compounding versus negative compounding. Okay. I'll just read the bold print really fast. Pop productivity compounds, stress compounds, positive versus negative. Knowledge compounds and negative thoughts compound. I'm going to give you some coaching in network marketing for this. There is a reason I don't watch a single negative video about me. It's not because I don't think I'm awesome and that they're going to convince me that I'm actually terrible. No, it's because if you allow one video, it turns into 12 videos. It turns into hours of self-sabotage. It turns into weeks of self-sabotage. It turns into a disaster spiral because the negativity of it compounds. But it's the same as the knowledge. Bless you, Wookie Lee. I'm constantly learning. And if I'm in a state of learning and gratitude, that is going to also compound. Just like he says in here, relationships compound. That's a positive and outrage compounds, which is a negative. Think of war. Why does war even happen? All right, so this whole page is started, so let's go through this really fast. What progress is really like. Imagine that you have an ice cube sitting on the table in front of you. The room is cold and you can see your breath. It is currently 25 degrees. Ever so slowly, the room begins to heat up. 26 degrees, 27 degrees, 28 degrees. The ice cube is still sitting on the table in front of you. 29 degrees, 30, 31. Still, nothing has happened. Then, 32 degrees, the ice begins to melt. A one degree shift, seemingly no different from the temperature increases before it, it has unlocked a huge change. Breakthrough moments are often the result of many previous actions, which build up the potential required to unleash a major change. This pattern shows up everywhere. Cancer spends 80% of its life undetectable, then takes over the body in months. Bamboo can barely be seen for the first five years as it builds extensive root systems underground before exploding 90 feet into the air within six weeks. What the hell? I didn't realize it was that fast. Jeepers. They say you can watch it grow, right? You can see it grow before in your eyes. Similarly, habits, some of you need to hear this. Let, write this down or listen closely. 
Similarly, habits often appear to make no difference until you cross a critical threshold and unlock a new level of performance. In the early and middle stages of any quest, there is often a valley of disappointment. You expect, like I showed you in the chart, to make progress in a linear fashion, and it's frustrating how ineffective changes can seem during the first few days, weeks, even months. Come on, network marketers, who's hearing me right now? Come on, Empire. It doesn't feel like you're going anywhere. It's a hallmark of any compounding process. The most powerful outcomes are delayed. I'm reading it again. The most powerful outcomes are delayed. I know y'all want to be millionaires already. Hello, I want to be a billionaire. So freaking bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want a jet, man. What the hell? What the hell? I want a jet. Where's my jet? It's very annoying. Been working for 11 years. Where is my airplane? Okay, I need it. I need my airplane. What the hell? My jet's lost. Okay? But the most powerful outcomes are delayed. And also, if you're building it right, it is sustainable. So I want you to remember that. This is one of the core reasons why it is so hard to build habits that last. People make few small changes. Oh, some of y'all are going to feel the type of way. I'm going to read it. People make a few small changes, fail to see a tangible result, and decide to stop. Don't do it, girl. Don't do it. You think to yourself, I've been running every day for a month, so why can't I see any changes in my body? And once that kind of thinking takes over, it's easy to let good habits fall by the wayside. Now, hold on a minute. Same in your business. Let me read it differently. You think, I've been going live every day for a month, so why can't I see any changes in my back office? You think, I've been doing TikToks every day for a month, so why can't I see any changes in my back office? You think, I've been posting Instagram Reels every day for a month, so why can't I see any changes in my back office? And then, like he says, once this kind of thinking takes over, it's easy to let good habits fall by the wayside. So you quit. It slips. You start doing, you know... A reel every couple days. And then it turns into a reel a week. And it turns into a live a month. And then it turns into, oh, I don't know, last time I went live. I mean, it wasn't really even working. So, like, I don't really see the point in doing all these stupid TikToks anyway. I mean, like, they don't even, like, who cares? Oh, I don't know. Right? Not good. In order to make a meaningful difference, habits need to persist long enough to break through this plateau. Mm-hmm. All right. Mastery requires patience. The San Antonio Spurs, one of the most successful teams in NBA history, have a quote from social reformer Jacob Reese hanging in the locker room. When nothing seems to help, I go and look at a stonecutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet at the hundred and first blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not that last blow that did it but all that had gone before. It's powerful. Now, this is, I've coached on this kind of recently lately, but let's keep going. Forget about goals, focus on systems instead, page 23. <sighs> Guys, every single one of you has goals, right? 
But he talks about goals are not enough because if goals were enough, then you would absolutely have everything you want. Everybody would be successful. Everybody would be ranked 10. Everybody would be legend. Everyone would be a millionaire. But the goals aren't enough. I would say the whole call wanted, and the whole team wanted to be ranked three. They had the goal of rank three. But what made the handful of people hit rank three? Right? It wasn't because they set a better goal than you. They set the same goal as you. And it wasn't necessarily action. I don't think any of you were lazy. I would say people followed the systems closer. If you look at the rank threes that spent the time with me this past weekend, they were also the same faces you kept seeing on power hours and you kept seeing on book clubs and you kept seeing ad tagging messaging. You kept seeing doing all of the things They were so plugged in to the systems. I'm so glad we're starting this book right now because it was the people that were plugged into the systems that won. It wasn't the people who had different goals. You had the same goals. The systems were what was missing. So, yes, goals are important, but the distinction is the systems that are the processes that lead to those results. It's like he says, if you're a coach, your goal might be to win a championship. Your system is the way that you recruit players, manage your assistant coaches, and conduct practices. If you're an entrepreneur, your goal might, to be a, might be to build a million dollar business. Well, then your system is how you test product ideas, how you hire employees, how you run marketing campaigns. Now, I love this. Here's the interesting question. If you completely ignored your goals and focused only on your system, would you still succeed? As an example, if you were a basketball coach and you ignored your goal to win a championship and focused only on what your team does at practice each day, would you still get results? He says, I think you would. And I would say that takes us back to our first book of book club, which is winning, where there was a reason why Michael Jordan followed his systems so tight. You could not even put his shoes on for him. He had to follow the system of lacing his shoes, putting them on the way he puts his shoes on, doing the same warm up every single time. So then why do we think we're better than the greats of the greats? Right? I still follow the systems. I use boards. Ask, go ask anyone I've recruited if I asked them, what do you know about ketones or ketosis? Ask them if I asked if I could send them a video. Ask them if I asked if I... I do all the same stuff. I just do it faster. I'm so committed to the scripts. I'm so committed to the shortcuts. David Rostegi watched me text in the back of the limousine. He goes, oh my God, you are like so fast. I'm like, right, I have to think about it. System, 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 system. Everything is a system. So no goals aren't completely useless, but the systems are the best for the making the progress. So many of you are, so many of you have the problems arise because you're spending so much time thinking about your goals and not enough time designing your systems. So he says the problem is winners and losers have the same goals. There's not a single Olympian who doesn't want to win a gold medal. I don't think anybody joins, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a, a competition trying to lose, right? I used to do bodybuilding shows and they'd say, nobody here is here to lose. It's true. So if successful and unsuccessful people share the same goals, the goal cannot be what differentiates the winners from the losers. It's the implementation of systems, of continuous small improvements, that allow you to achieve a different outcome. Problem two, he said, is achieving a goal is only a momentary change. I've coached on this a lot lately because achieving a goal only changes your life for the moment. 
You know this is true. Come on. How many of you have been married? Anyone been married? Anyone set a goal? Anyone? Did anyone, like, go on a diet for uh, Empire U? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> You're like, ah, I just want to lose, like, five pounds for Empire U. Okay, like, I just want to look really good for Empire U. Okay. Every, like, not everybody does this, but, like, a lot of people do this. Like, let me reboot before it, right? Like, let me, like, hold on a minute, okay? Like, we do these, like, little, like, si- I know. See, I love y'all. I know you did. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. I love y'all. It, this isn't everything. 75 hard's a great example of it. Um, uh, me working on my butt for Italy. I literally always work on my butt. It's kind of a joke. Okay, like, this thing be thangin', no matter what. <laughs> so, I'm gonna tell you something. Like, if you got married... Uh, if you had a competition, you know, uh, if it was Empire U, if it was an event, a lot of us do this. We are really good at setting these goals for a moment. Like you want to look good in your wedding photos. You want to look good in your, your Empire U photos. You want to look, you know, great at your competition. And then how many of you left your wedding and where do you go after a wedding? Go on a honeymoon. Yeah. You go on a honeymoon. And what happens on a honeymoon? What do you eat? Everything. Everything. Oh, it's all you can eat. It's all you can drink. You know, you're you're hammered and you're fat and happy. You know? And then you go home. I mean, it's like you gain every pound and ten back. You know? And then you probably get pregnant. True. Okay? Like, this is a really a cycle that happens at these things. Okay? Like, this is this is a thing that happens, you know? But it's the same. How many of you went to Empire U? You kind of like dieted for Empire U or whatever. You got there and then you were like, whoa, I'm here. All right. Now we're going to get our cake here. We're going to get our cookies here. Biscuit bars across the street. I'm going to get me some biscuits at the bar. All right. I'm going to do whatever. I remember the first time I did 75 hard. It was the same thing. I completed 75 hard. I was a skinny little thang thang. And then I was like, woohoo, I'm done. Cupcakes. All right, second time I did it, uh, I this is a true story, man. Second time I did it, did 75 hard, crushed it, was stayed carnivore all through Italy. I stayed, I stayed carnivore. I kept all of it for a hundred days, and then I don't know, I ate a cupcake. <laughs> okay, I kept the water. I mean, I kept a lot of habits, whatever. But then this time, I did, I did 75 hard, five hard the third time, and I'm not even kidding. I don't even know when 75 hard ended. Because I've continued all of 75 hard with the exception of I've had a couple drinks. And that's about it. There's a couple times that I've had cookies. I've had whatever. But then I go right back into my my normal. Like it's my normal life now. Because I'm telling you what he's saying here is it can't just be a momentary change. I wanted to be like a certain goal weight. I wanted, How many of you wanted to fit into a dress? You want to fit into whatever. Like... All of these things. Crumble cookies. Yeah, like I, my friend, I, I've had an opportunity to invest in crumble cookies, actually. So, um, I, anyway, side note, I just saw that. But anyway, it's not enough, okay? It's not enough. You can't just have it for the moment. It's about systems. 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 He says, problem three, goals restrict your happiness. When you fall in love with the process rather than the product, you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. You can be satisfied anytime your system is running. Powerful. Powerful. Because I know a lot of you think it's going to be, like I talk about this with money too. This is a business conversation too in this book, right? 
how many of you have heard me tell you before, I know you think you're going to make $100,000 and you are going to be like, I made it. Y'all, we have a lot of six-figure earners on this team, and all I hear about is how broke they are. <laughs> okay, all I, and I'm like, yeah, you are. You're, you're kind of poor. It's okay. I love you. It's okay. But it's not enough. It's just not enough. They're not poor. That's not the right word, okay? That was a little mean. All right? But money goes fast. I remember the first time I made a million dollars, and I went, that's cool. For about 15 seconds. And then I went to GoPro when I had made... I was making $2 million a year. And I'll never forget. Grant Cardone said, who in here is making $2 million a year? How many of you were at this GoPro? Were any of you at this GoPro? He says, who in here is making a million, $2 million a year? And I'm in the, like, the front. I raised my hand. I was making a little over $2 million a year. He goes, that girl is a badass. And then he goes, and she will tell you that $2 million is just enough to be broke. Do you remember that? And I know some of you were like, you've lost your mind. What are you talking about? $2 million and you're broke. I'm just telling you, you think, you think what you think, but it is not the money that makes you happy. I know you think you're going to be happier when you can buy the car you want and you can buy the, what I'm just, please stop it. Please. It's not, the money is not it. It's the, it's, it's, it's the systems. It's the process. It's the, it's the continuing to go that makes a huge difference. Right. Problem number four, he says, our goals are at odds with long-term process, progress. Goals are at odds with long-term progress. A goal-oriented mindset can create a yo-yo effect. Many runners, oh God, this is a business one. Are y'all listening to this one? This one is going to smack some of you cutie patooties right in the face. Ooh. Many runners work hard for months, but as soon as they cross the finish line, they stop training. The race is no longer there to motivate them when all of your hard work is focused on a particular goal what is left to push you forward after you achieve it you guys it's a lot of people on this wall that went crazy to hit rank six crazy to hit rank seven crazy to hit rank eight hit the goal, and went, oof, I made it. I'm good. And they might not have said that. And it's not just these people on the wall. It's MVPs. It's rank twos. It's rank threes. It's rank fours. It's rank fives. It's everyone. It's rank tens. They get the achievement, and they get really comfortable because there's no longer something pulling them like that. Because you hit the goal, and it's different than long-term progress. If you're focused on the long-term progress, it's a different game. I'm not saying you're not going to drop rank. I'm just saying the likelihood of you dropping rank is a lot less. Does that make, like, does that make sense? Like, you hear my heart on it, right? You were so focused on hitting that goal. It was done. Check mark. Check mark MVP. Check mark rank three. Check mark rank seven. Check mark that we're not thinking about what if we just plugged into the systems. He says the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. True long-term thinking is goal-less, no goals, thinking. It's not about a single accomplishment. 
It's about the cycle of endless refinement and continuous improvement. Ultimately, it is your commitment to the process that will determine your progress. It's the reason I don't give up. It's the reason I talked about the way I still recruit on stage. Because I'm in a system of recruiting. It's not even about the numbers. Clearly, I'm not doing it for the money. Like, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve these people. I'm in a system. And what am I going to do? Just stop and tell people, no, I'm not recruiting anymore? I've got this wheel. You understand? Like, it's just a, it's a process. Like, I'm in this process. Like, I, I, there, I, this is just, woo, 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 woo. I could buy a plane right now, by the way, guys. It's only $150,000 a month. I can afford a plane. All right? I just got to find a plane to like. All right? Like, I just, woo. you know, whatever. All right? Like, woo, 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 woo. Oh, ding. Oh, well, Kumba's sleeping. I was going to ring the bell. All right? But look, process. And then the last part of this chapter, and I'll let you guys go for the night. A System of Atomic Habits. Are y'all loving this book? Is this book like already smacking you across the face? Like, what the hell? What the hell? And by the way, again, maybe maybe the book is not in your budget. Just get on book club. I, I literally go through this thoroughly every night. Okay? So I know for some of you, maybe like at the library, you're on, you've got a, you know, you're on wait list 484 for the book or something like that. Don't even worry about it. Just come on book club. I'll coach you through it. All right? Don't feel like you can't be here because of finances. All right? This is, this is our team. This is what we do. He says, if you're having trouble changing your habits, the problem isn't you, it's your system. Bad habits repeat themselves again and again and again, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. You do not rise. Oh God, guys, this is it. Ooh, I can feel it. You do not rise to the level of your goals. Think about your rank for a minute. You can't just boop, pop up as rank six one day. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. How tight is that system? How tight are you focused on that 90 day run, level one, level two, level three? How tight are you at checking in on the chats and asking questions. How tight are you with your boards app? How tight are you with the branding workshop? How tight are you about your scheduling of power hours? Those are systems. We're the systems team in network marketing. We have what everybody wants. Eric Worre talks about it constantly. That's right. Angelica says, how many times have we heard Jesse Lee say this? Da, 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 da. I promise. I know y'all want to be million dollar earners. I know y'all want to be six figure earners. I know y'all want to change your family's life. It's not about all the time what you want in the level of your goals. You have to fall to the level of your systems. Okay? And that's that. That's chapter one.